0: Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, prano.
2: Hello,
1: Andy. Good afternoon, Joseph.
2: How are, how's everything in Cincinnati? It's
1: good, man. Uh, you know, just living that uh, the Midwest dream. We got uh, a nice little day of weather. I, I, I finally, after four weeks, four weeks out, I finally... Got to run in today.
2: Wow. Congratulations. So your your groinal area is in in running shape once again? Dude, get this. I mean, what a way to start
1: the show. Get this. Yeah. So I saw a dermatologist on Friday, which if you need to see a dermatologist, good luck. I was, I was, really,
2: I was really just hoping you'd be like, yep, it's all good. Nah. It's in running shape. No, no, we no, gotta, no, no. We didn't. Let's go into the details.
1: Let's go into the details. First of all, dermatologists are booked up literally months. And Andy's
2: acts. groinal area is the Vikings QB room. Title of the episode.
1: There it is. You got <laughs> it.
2: Andy's anyway. groinal area is the 2021-2022 Lakers. Pretty much. It is a debacle down there.
1: It. You know, I, I didn't go into full detail. I don't remember what I said. All I know is the last few weeks I've had. Multiple bacterial infections, which I thought was a fungal infection as well. Just Disgusting things. My friends thought I was over exaggerating for the record. My college buddies in a group text and I said, oh, you guys think I'm over exaggerating? I sent them pictures of my scrotum and my penis. Oh, just to show how nasty it was.
2: Horrible. Yeah. I love, I love that your groinal area is like a college student's foot, like just funguses.
1: <laughs> Get this. Get this. This is what I learned. The dermatologist said you've been going through all this stuff you never had a fungal infection once. What's that even once. mean? It means I thought I had jock itch. I had applied this cream which three separate times which each time triggered a severe allergic reaction down there. And she's looking at my junk, she's looking at my legs and she's like, "Dude, you never ever had a fungal infection cuz you have all
2: just allergies."
1: Yes. And and it makes sense with the medication I've been taking. Everything had cleared up with a steroid pill called prednisone. And she's like, you never used cream. And like, we went through my whole timeline of, of all these multiple outbreaks that I had. And she's like, dude, you, you just had, you were a little raw down there from running. You put the cream on and shit went haywire. And then you kept, it was healing. And then you'd put the cream on again. Cause it was itchy because it was flaky. Cause it was dry and so, and so. And, uh, in three weeks, I saw six different doctors, including a urologist twice, multiple physicians. It finally came to the dermatologist. Can't wait for these bills, by the way, to be like, yo, dude, I'm gonna get you on more prednisone zone for the next 12 days, to just make, make you get officially better. But you can run, you can engage in sexual activity, you can be back. So, like Michael Jordan, I'm back, baby. I was running in 45 today, just like MJ. Good feeling, Joe Prano. Welcome back, buddy. Feels good. A L- little, little out of shape, you know, four weeks, four weeks down. But I uh, feel good. feel really good. And, uh, you know, I, f- I feel better than how the Vikings feel moving forward, Kirk Cousins. I'll tell you that much. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do they feel good? I, you know, I missed, I missed a lot of sports uh, stories. I, I was on Twitter much. I didn't get to read anything or, or really watch much uh, while I was in San Luis Obispo for the comedy festival this weekend. So you're, you're in charge of the rundown today as always. And
1: um, <laughs> I was like, when am I not,
2: but you know, sometimes <laughs> I'll throw in something, but like I didn't, you know, basically since our last episode, I've been off the grid, but I can't wait to react to all the things uh, that you, that you deem worthy of our show today. and, by the way, shout out to everybody! Shout out to the Dirtballs who made it out to a couple of the uh, slow comedy fest shows. It was nice to have support, and uh, it was a,
1: f- a fun weekend. Good, good. That's a great area. Did you did you get to go outside at all? Or were you busy with the comedy festival? The I, I
2: did get to, I, I did get to go outside a little bit. Played a little golf. Um, that one uh, one comedian who was not in the festival, but was. Uh, a local comic, uh, liked, a, a golf joke I did. And then was like, Hey dude, I work at the restaurant at our, at a golf course called dairy Creek. And, uh, you guys should come up and play tomorrow and I'll, I'll get you on the course free. So shout out to John for, uh, getting me on the course. It was dude. It was amazing. I mean, you've been up in that area. I love that Eric. Beautiful area. Beautiful area. A lot of times it's like, kind of brown and you know dry uh, obviously c- that area of california it you know, t- can can get dry um but with the rain that we had it was so green and so lush it was uh like i, f- I felt like i was golfing in ireland nice it was glorious and uh you know a lot of walking around town and just honestly one of the best parts of the weekend was just driving up and driving back oh it's gorgeous I, I, like Like the back to back weekends of Chicago to 12 degrees in Chicago and then LA through Santa Barbara to San Luis Obispo. It's like, bro, I fucking raise my taxes. I don't even give a shit.
1: I, I would put that drive from LA to San Luis Obispo. That's like a top tier drive as far as scenic beauty, the coastline, the ocean, the mountains. It's it's up there. Like I, yeah. I don't I, I don't really know what to be honest. What could really match that drive? What is about four four and a half?
2: Yeah, not even. Yeah, it was like I mean three and a half today.
1: Yeah, that I mean I mean that is a just. Pristine- I mean you you've
2: kept going up the PCH past there or like you've gone all the way up the PCH. Like you got a big big sir and stuff like that.
1: You know what I I actually never did. Obviously, I've been to San Francisco and the Bay Area a bunch, but I've I've never done straight through the PCH route.
2: So that will the, I, I mean, I I completely agree with you. The the L A to San Luis Obispo is a great, and in, incredible drive. You go you you keep going up that the PCH up there, uh, up to Big Sur. That's a whole other that's a whole other experience too, with like
1: rocky cliff sides and stuff. I love it yeah that's that's uh again that, that california coastline is just that's something everybody should do at some I, point Honestly, i agree drive I agree. los
2: angeles to uh you know monterey or carmel or san francisco but take the one it's like just do it
1: yeah no for sure it, like i said it's 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 pristine is how i describe it so obviously we're in that kind of low area of sports stuff, but, but there is stuff that I know we should discuss that we would like on our show. The first thing is it is coming out about the problems. Zimmer had no surprise here with Kirk cousins and it's coming out that he was open about it. So they obviously have a whole thing they have to do going forward because they have a new coach. But the thing that was written in the article, which was just published today in the athletic said Zimmer complained openly in coaching meetings about cousins and some of Zimmer's top lieutenants echoed the sentiment. Zimmer didn't feel the quarterback made enough in quotes, winning plays and that he didn't take the necessary shots to help lead the Vikings to victory. And he also did not elevate his teammates. So it's funny.
2: I like, I'm just like, duh. Like, thanks, Captain Obvious. What's crazy about this story at this point is that there's any other side to it. Like everybody with a brain who knows football for real. I understand a lot of you kids have never stepped foot on a football field. A lot of you, a lot of people live solely in quarterback rating and statistics. But if you know, if you actually know the game of football, Kirk Cousins is mediocre
0: at best, truly. And Zimmer knew that because he is a professional football coach who's probably lived, eat, and slept football, ate and slept
1: football his entire life. Well, it's funny you say that. Like, Like, let's pull it up. Zimmer's 65 years old. He started in the NFL. We started coaching in 1979. He started in the NFL, which of course I knew because he's Dion's guy. He started the NFL in '94 as the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Worked his way up to DC for six years in Dallas, right? Then went to Atlanta, then Cincinnati, then obviously the Vikings' head coach. So, like you're talking about a guy who has been in the NFL for thirty years,
2: almost. and and again, to, the crazy part of this story is the the. Small version and the big version, the small version. The crazy part of the story is that any human being on earth exists that doesn't that, that watches or enjoys football and doesn't know that Kirk cousins has never done anything exceptional for one second in the NFL (laughs) and the, the, the Redskins knew it. That's why they just kept giving him the franchise tag and not extending him. The Vikings made a terrible, terrible mistake. And are paying for it now. But the big part of the story is that one of
0: those brain dead fucking idiots runs the team. How how did you choose Cousins over Zimmer?
1: Well, the GM was fired as well with Zimmer.
0: Uh, I understand. But like, so why were the GM like, first of all, fire the GM for bringing in Kirk Cousins. The, the GM and cousins should go.
1: And I guess he tried to make it work. And it said, even throughout this year, Zimmer started conducting weekly meetings with. Kirk cousins for the first time in their four years together, like towards the end, like we got to try to make this work, but it became clear that they just, they couldn't together and that. Obviously the relationship didn't work out. And, We see they fire the coach, him, when they fire the GM. But they they still
2: got Kirk Cousins. So good luck with your mediocre, like, absolutely, like, at best, mediocre season. Because, like, here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. Mediocre, middle of the pack, average, right? But Kirk Cousins also is, when you consider his value, like his cost, yeah. Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins is the single last quarterback I would want to uh, as, uh, as my quarterback. The, he would be the last guy.
1: Yeah, so the problem is, it's funny you bring that up because that is the, the, the cap situation, the money fin- financial situation here is, is, is a debacle. So he has one year remaining on a deal, which includes a $45 million cap hit this season. And then it's basically saying, like he's got this this money deal where they're they're just in a shitty spot right now. The Vikings because they're of in his a contract. shitty spot because of Kirk Cousins. Correct.
2: They have they have uh, they had to fire their coach. They had to fire their GM. They're, they don't make the fucking playoffs. They're mediocre and they have cap problems. All every single
0: one of those things is Kirk Cousins' fault. It's it's unbelievable. He's the last football player on earth I would want on my team. I'd have OJ,
2: Antonio Brown, Aaron Hernandez, and Ben Roselsberger in my locker room before I had Kirk Cousins in there. At
0: least those guys were good.
1: Yeah. It, it, well, you know, it begs the question if you're a Vikings fan, like if you're a Vikings fan, do you want another? Eight and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven. Season. I would. I would argue. No. You want to just like tank. Fuck Vikings fans. A lot of them still defend. It's. Funny. I know.
0: That's why. Fuck you
2: guys. Enjoy Kirk Cousins.
1: Well, it's funny because I even just kind of briefly perusing through the comment section under this story, a lot of them are like, "Classic Zimmer, not taking any blame, blaming the QB. Like you're the coach, make him better." It's like, well,
2: classic Zimmer turning Case Keenum into an NFC Championship game. Starting quarterback and then not being able to do anything with Kirk Cousins after the team gives him 45 million dollars. Kirk Cousins is the last football player I'd want on my team. I have been, how long have I been saying this,
1: Andy? Yeah, you, you've been anti-cousins forever. Because he's
0: trash, dude. He he is perfectly mediocre, and yet, even going back to the Redskins, he's they're franchise tagging him so that he's the highest he's a top five paid quarterback in his position. Well, yeah, the
1: problem is for his level, it's the level he plays at or quote unquote winning playoff games. And then also with what he's being paid, like those, yeah. those two are not compatible. So right. if you, if he was paid a lot less, I think, you know, you could maybe somehow see what they could do with that roster and make improvements in other areas. But the problem is he like when they
2: played in the NFC championship game with case, Tina.
1: correct, correct. He's, he's just eating too much of the salary. And again, that's why they're hamstrung with a lot of these. Look, look, I Zimmer's not completely invincible. They lost a lot of close games. You got to put a lot out in the coach. They lost a lot of tough games last year. And At some point, the onus, I would argue, has to be on the coach when you consistently lose tough games. I'm a Zimmer guy. I always liked him in Cincinnati. I thought he was a great defensive coordinator, and I've said this all along. I thought he should have been the head coach instead of Marvin Lewis circa after they lost to the Chargers in 2014 in the playoffs. I think that the direction of that franchise would have been even better, but they obviously didn't. They let him go. If you want
2: to fire Mike Zimmer, if you're the Vikings ownership and you want to fire Mike Zimmer, fine, fire him. You want to fire the GM? Fine, fire him. But you better send Kirk Cousins out with the trash too. Yeah. Because the bottom line is for you to fire both of those guys and keep Kirk Cousins, it like I can't think of a single thing that a, a franchise could do that makes me say their ownership is clueless about the game of football. And honestly, how do you have scouts, uh, assistant GMs? Whoever working in your building, how is there not one Joe Prano there who's like, guys,
0: what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I can't
2: think of a group of people on planet Earth that I despise more than those than Kirk Cousins defenders in all these comments and sections.
1: It's ludicrous. Do you hate winning? Yeah, like, 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 again, like, I don't like my thing on Cousins is it's just he's paid too much for what he's going to eventually bring to the table as far as success yeah, for your team. But
2: Andy, it's not that he's paid too much, it's that he's paid so egregiously too much. He's Andy Dalton, dude. Andy Dalton's out there getting $5 million backup jobs. Kirk Cousins is getting
0: paid nine times what Andy Dalton gets paid.
1: I, I think he's better than Dalton. I would, I, w- I, I don't, w- you don't. You know no, what? I mean, Andy Dalton had some good seasons when he was surrounded by a lot of talent.
2: So did Kirk Cousins, huh?
1: Yeah, I think Cousins, but his cousins statistically is probably better.
2: Great. But if he's not even attempting to do anything but be like, cool, I don't care what your quarterback rating is, dude. In fact. I I think Kirk Cousins is the embodiment of quarterback rating being the trashiest statistic of all time. Kirk Cousins career quarterback rating is higher than Joe Montana's. Take quarterback rating and flush it down the fucking toilet. Joe Montana shits sketchers that are better quarterbacks than Kirk Cousins.
1: So, what would you do if you were the vikings let's let's say let's say you're the owner so, okay. so i'm just i'm just going to go over it real quickly so let so let's just look let's just look they let's go back to that keenum here we'll st- we'll start there so they go 13 and 3 they lose in the conference championship i mean they had a good team 13 and 3 the next year when cousins comes they go 8 7 and 1 mm. don't make the playoffs surprise <laughs> 2019 they go surprise mediocrities here next year in 2019 they go 10 and 6 they do win a playoff game in new orleans his lone playoff win the last two years seven and nine eight and nine so so what do you do they obviously look they have a good running back really really good receiver like they have they have two good receivers you got Thielen. you got jefferson you got cook you got like three really key pieces right there offensively. Like, like you just go in full rebuild, rebuild mode.
2: Why do you have to go in full rebuild mode? Why don't you for forty five million dollars? Why don't you take five million of the forty five million and have somebody murder Kirk Cousins? <laughs> now you don't have to rebuild at all. I just solved your problem. Why don't you be a man God. if your ownership admit you fucked up and cut the dude?
1: I again I don't I don't know how that would work financially f- for a hit. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely time to move on. And and, and I bet they they obviously do this. Is one more year on his contract.
2: They're talking about renegotiating and extending. Interesting. Because they're I don't know. Like outside it, it, in the 10 degree Minnesota wind chill, just brain fucking frozen salt. Like I have no explanation for this.
1: Well, and now's the time. If you look right, we have a giant question mark with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. The bears are debacle. You obviously have a a young quarterback, a new head coach, the lions come on the lions. So like now is the time where the Vikings legitimately could be a force in that division in the future. If they make the right moves.
2: I don't know. And what is the only, what is the very single most important move for your football team? Who's your quarterback? Yeah. So all the right moves right now, they're making the all the wrong moves, which is it doesn't matter what you're doing. If Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. And I I'd like, I I want, I want to say if you're a Kirk Cousins defender, call the show. But I also want to say if you're a Kirk Cousins defender, just, Throw yourself off a bridge. So I don't really know where I'm at with them at this point. Call the show. Yeah. Call the show. 310
1: 359 8365.
2: And then we'll hear you out and then jump off a bridge.
1: Here's the thing. Like it's insane. And I know we have a lot of Vikings fans who listen to the show. We really do. We got Vikings fans from Minnesota. We have Viking fans from the Dakotas. Like we have a lot of Vikings fans who listen to the show. And I know probably someone are going to say, what's the alternative?
2: The alternative is. It's like playing. Let's make a deal. You remember the show? Let's make a deal.
1: You know, it's still on right now with uh,
2: by Wayne Wayne, Brady or something like that. Yeah, Wayne Brady. So they do the thing where like they show you what's behind one of the doors and then they ask you if you want something that's behind another door that you can't see. But a lot of times it's like. Do you want $5,000 cash or do you want what's behind the door? And it could be a car or it could be like a donkey, right? Yeah. But in the Viking situation, they're playing let's make a deal and they have a bucket full of shit. and they're like, you want the bucket full of horseshit or do you want unknown what's behind door number two? We're not talking about $5,000 cash or maybe a car. We're talking, you are being presented with the bucket of shit. Just take what's behind door number two. Do you really want a bucket of shit? I'm taking what's behind door number two. And they're like, it's a bigger bucket of shit. Oh, well, I took a chance that it wasn't a bucket of shit. Cause I really don't want to carry a bucket of shit home from this television
1: studio. You know, here's the thing. I, I, Obviously, you know, and, and we'll go to stats a lot in this show and, and stats are important for sports and analytics and it's a real thing. But you know what else is a real thing is it, the eye test and the it factor and the moxie and all those things that quarterbacks have. That's why to me, a guy like Joe Burrow, because he if you look at Joe Burrow, like his playoff numbers weren't anything insane. They they were They were good. They were, they were like
2: pedestrian for him. But my point is like, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in a playoff game and one Kirk cousins. If he gets sacked twice in the first quarter of a football game, you are losing that football game. He, he, the the meltdown has begun. Sure. He will now be bad.
1: My point is I, I look at these young guys. Like they have that Joe Burrow has that. I would say Josh Allen has that. I would even say Justin Herbert has that. They have this calm, cool, composure this bravado almost like a cockiness somewhat kirk cousins and i know only so many quarterbacks can have but he just doesn't
2: have that hence mike zimmer saying he also doesn't make his teammates better he's not a leader he's not inspiring guys to play better kirk cousins is a mediocre bucket of shit and i'm sick of it
1: dude like we've been doing this for years on our show
2: how many times have I raised on Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah. I, I would and, say that's that's been a we, huge theme.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we go back to all the way. Maddie calling
1: Kirk Cousins is pretty good. I don't know what you're talking about. But, Matt, but to Maddie's credit, he gave up on that. Like, he, Yeah. And, and so should the Vikings, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: last season, not this past season, but the season before, everybody's like, his line sucks. His line sucks. His line sucks. Well, I did it, went and looked at the snap to pass numbers. He was the only guy over three seconds on average in the whole league. His offensive line is shit. His offensive line is shit.
0: Maybe get rid of the ball, dude. Joe Burrow's line is shit. He went to a fucking Super Bowl.
2: The idea that that guy's out there making forty five million dollars, going to super churches, talking about fucking anti vax shit, talking about fucking to the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ—you like that? All the like, Kirk Cousins, like honestly, I, I, fuck it, extend him. Vikings fans who are who are defending him at this point, I hope you have him forever. I hope he's the eternal quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Hope he plays till he's seventy.
1: Well, in other NFL news, they announced some of the overseas games. The country of Germany is getting a game this year. The Bucs will play in Munich for the NFL's first regular season game. Provided Germany still a thing when the NFL season starts. Yeah, Man, I don't know. We'll be playing in Munich. And then uh, this was controversial. A lot of people were unhappy. I saw on Twitter about this. The Packers are going to go to London Now the Packers are officially the last team to play over there since they started doing London games in 2007. And people were just like, dude, the Packers are going to lose a home game, which I understand, but I I guess
2: every other team has played in London.
1: Every other team has played in London since 2007. Wow. But green Bay. So they're saying, Hey man, you got, it's gotta be your turn. It's only fair. And then uh, of course the Jags will be back there playing the saints and the Cardinals will go back to, uh, I don't know if they played there before, but the Cardinals will be in uh, Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, which I love. I love NFL NFL games in Mexico City. Like, to me, I like that. But, uh, you know, it's... It, it do makes we know sense. who
2: the Cardinals are playing in Mexico City? It does not say. But we know the Jags and Saints are playing?
1: Yes, we do. It's
2: weird. I mean, depending on who the Cardinals are playing, like that'd be a fun game to try to attend. You got to do it all right. The last time all they right. played,
1: the last time there was a game in 2019, I think it was the Raiders.
2: And they're supposed to, that, that, remember the Chiefs Rams game we went to was supposed to be in Mexico City.
1: That's right. But Shakira ruined that field.
2: Yeah. And then we got to see
1: the greatest football game of all time. That's the best football game I've ever seen. You, I'll never, in, 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 in you, got a pretzel, you got a pretzel. You missed a touchdown. A fucking yeah. pretzel. We didn't. Yeah. Ever, I said I'm not leaving my seat the entire game. You went to get a pretzel and came back like, "What happened?" And that was. The, I'll never. I, like, I, I actually. I think I missed two touchdowns getting a pretzel. I think you did, and one of them was defensive. You're like two, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. One of them was on defense. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody
2: scored, and then like uh, th- there was a kickoff, and then like a, a, a virt- like a, a strip sack strip-sack return, yeah. like on the ensuing play. And I was like, I, I don't understand. There's 16 points
1: scored while I was gone. <laughs>
2: You're like, yeah, also there's a safety.
1: I'm like, and also OJ killed somebody. Like, like, this this is a game you do not want to miss.
2: Kanye and Drake performed on one side of the field while 14 points were scored on the other side.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. That's the best game I've ever seen in person. I think it was like 55-52, something like that.
2: And and remember that Penn State SC game we saw, too? It was like bananas, but like that Chiefs-Rams game was sick.
1: Man, yeah. You know I I know the new stadium's nice but I, I really I was telling somebody said I really enjoyed going to games at the Coliseum. I know it was old, I know it was a dump, but I liked I liked that you just hop on the train in Santa Monica and then it pulled right in front of the Coliseum. Just the convenience of the public transportation. Like like I like I liked that.
2: It, it, the convenience of the public transport and and this happens in many places but it was like you when you go a second time or a third time, you're always like, Oh, so easy to take the train. You always forget like taking the train on the way out. It's like a goddamn nightmare.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Especially when I've just slammed four Mexican hot dogs or whatever. I'd always do the people outside of the stadium. And then the bubble gut is just, you know, just ratcheting up. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, I, these games are interesting when they do them overseas because like the NFL is really just like like what like I know their end game is just the popularity and it, it seems to be working yeah which is kind of surprising in a lot of these countries so I don't know um but that, that that's your NFL news today looks like we're here in the middle of these talks i'm trying to update everything fyi because obviously the baseball has today until the strike as far as it affecting the regular season and it looks like that's going to happen which is uh a shame like i'm yeah. seeing a, i'm seeing a tweet from an hour ago rob manford and officials just walked back to their side of the stadium after meeting for about 40 minutes with the union and that tweet was about 70 minutes ago
2: i hate to like my my least favorite thing about these baseball negotiations is like all the updates on all the other shit like i don't care like i mean i care and i think most of the ideas i've heard are stupid in terms of like how we're going to change the playoffs and how we're going to do this how we're going to do that it's like can we just pay minor leaguers minimum wage salaries instead of just like randomly being like, oh, you get $1,100 a month stipend. Can we just pay them to come to spring training? Can we just let like young major league baseball players have the opportunity to make a contract without like holding them hostage and being like, oh, you'll get paid tomorrow unless we don't bring you up until Thursday and then we own you for another year. It's just like the idea that we're doing all this and the from the player side is like, pay young people a living wage. It's insane. And then we get the DH and the playoff rules and the extra innings rules and whatever. And it's like all this just so you can like basically steal from people.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the effects of this, but everything I read and I don't know if it's just sensationalized or what but everybody's saying just how much a strike will just really affect long-term a sport that you and I've already discussed at length is kind of on its last breath. I would argue for the younger generation and for attracting new fans. And, and, and I don't know if that's correct. I mean, obviously we don't know you can't tell time, but it obviously can't help.
2: I, I my, what I'm left with in the end is just like, listen, if you can't afford a baseball team, then don't have a baseball team Then get the fuck out. Yeah. It's not for, owning a professional sports franchise in America is not for everybody. No, if you can't afford it, get the fuck out. Uh, like, I, I think i made this reference before about when I see car, when I see the guy with the fucking Porsche convertible with the bike rack on it, it's like, dude, if you can't afford a second car for your bike, you can't afford a Porsche in the first place. So what the fuck are we doing here? If you're, Crying poor as a baseball owner, if you're treating your fans shitty and your employees shitty, then get the fuck out, dude. There are guys like Mark Cuban that try to beg their way into baseball forever, and you won't let them in. And instead, we just have guys who are saying, how how dare you want to get paid to come to spring training? Yeah. I, I don't remember I don't remember spring training games being free,
1: yeah well, it's true you know the the uh you know if you look at the owners and, and that's a problem here in Cincinnati, it's nothing personal, but the reds I just pulled up a link and I don't know if this is accurate. The Reds are the poorest owner in baseball. I mean I mean he's only worth I love saying only but he's only listed at $400 million for net worth. Like that's poor for an owner. Yeah. Obviously $400 million is a lot of money, but the the problem is like you're saying, like, like I, and I've seen it, right? Like you can't, you can't miss on big signings like like ever. Like, like the Reds at the same time they signed Castellanos, right? A couple of years ago, that worked out great. The same time they signed Moustakis, who just was injured. It's like you just whiffed on fifty-eight million dollars. You can't have that happen, or you can't whiff on draft picks, right? Guys who just get hurt. It's it's it does suck because you're like okay, and, and, and you're seeing it kind of in uh, Florida in in Miami, right? So so obviously there was a problem with the owner and Jeter. Jeter's now out. Jeter Jeter who had a four percent stake and was also the CEO. Jeter's out. So. He's no longer calling the shots. I mean, it's crazy,
2: but it's it's really crazy to say, but it's almost like taking over a team that was young and talented and getting rid of all the young, talented players was a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I know Derek Jeter's the GOAT. I know he just, like, his presence alone causes teams to win championships. But it's almost like, almost like he should have kept the league MVP. He should have kept last year's like marquee free agent catcher. Like he should have kept like, I mean, they have, you go through their lineup from four years ago, five years ago. Every one of them is an all-star now. Yeah. But, oh, we can't afford to pay them all. Why not? Sure. Because you run a shitty operation, and even though you have great players, can't put a winning team together, and therefore no one comes to your ballpark? Well, dude, if no one was going to come to your ballpark, why'd you fucking build a goddamn brand new stadium and do the blah, blah, blah? like? like I'm just so sick of baseball owners making terrible decisions and then making terrible other decisions to justify justified by their last terrible decision. Sure. Oh, you're not selling enough jerseys? Maybe don't make them fucking gross.
1: Well, you, you know the, the 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 whole thing with the Marlins it's kind of been such an odd experiment since they became a franchise, right? You, you have the two title runs where they built up this team and they stocked it with veterans and, and paid them a lot of money, and then a complete dismantling of each of those teams, right? So they've
2: but they did it right. They did it right in the sense that they had young talent on those teams. They did. I mean, I mean, you forget Miguel Cabrera was like, I know, you know, on this, like, we're talking about team like having a good farm system bringing up guys like they had a couple years ago and then adding veterans to those teams and, and they have the young guys a couple years ago and they're like should we add veterans to this team and be good no we should get rid of all the good young talent oh okay sure and now I'm a Marlins fan and I go so I'm coming to the ballpark to see what
1: now well you know and you could you could even make the argument
0: they're like you're coming to see the janky
2: lsd trip that is behind the outfield wall
1: <coughs> you can make the argument baseball in florida professional baseball in florida outside of spring training it just hasn't worked i mean i mean it's not even really an argument look at tampa bay look at miami like, there, there's just no fan bases there. And a lot of the East Coast transplants, obviously, are the Yankees fans or the Mets fans or the Red Sox fans, wherever they're coming from to live down Oh, and,
2: and, and everybody in L.A. is a Raiders fan. and Everybody in L.A. is a blah, blah, blah. Guess what, dude? I was at a Clippers playoff game last year. It was hype. I, I went to the Rams playoff game this year. It was hype. You know why? Winning draws yeah. in fans no for there's sure gonna I mean, be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of rams fans in the near future
1: i mean it hasn't with tampa you know they've won a lot the last 15 years overall um that you know that could be an outlier but yeah, their stadium the, is a dump sure never been but obviously everyone says that and obviously miami they have, do have a new stadium they've just sucked they've sucked for years and Whatever happened with Jeter, it sounds like this was, I mean, this was, he, he had one more year on his contract, but this sounds like it was kind of sudden and he basically saying it's not, it wasn't what he had thought it was going to be. And obviously they probably forced his hand with the fire sale. And- Did he
2: think he was just going to be able to like look handsome and surround himself with all the best players and therefore win? I don't know why he would have thought that perhaps because he did it for 20 years, but like, what the fuck did he think was going to happen?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I think it is tough for the, for these guys who have such story careers when they go into becoming a general manager or talent evaluation or higher upper level front office gigs. I think it's tough, right? Because you're Derek Jeter. Like you said, you, you had, the best of the best at your disposal your entire time as a New, York, a New York Yankee, whether it was in your lineup, whether it was what you were given as far as equipment or anything that the Yankees, you know what I'm saying? Like you have the best facilities and suddenly now you're trying to bring someone from the bottom up. And I think it's tough for these guys. And, and you've, we've seen it and we've discussed it, like the best talent talent of that. Jerry West is kind of like one of the few who's been a great player and a great talent evaluator and a great general manager slash president, whatever you want to call it. I mean, look at Michael Jordan's record. It's, it's terrible.
2: And, and but here's the thing about Derek Jeter is like, I know nothing about Derek Jeter in terms of his talent evaluation or like, well, I, honestly, I don't really even know like as CEO of the Marlins, like what his day-to-day looks like. But we know one thing. he He didn't, as the CEO, you're in charge of all of the aspects, right? So whether it was, if he's not talent evaluating himself, he didn't hire the right scouts. He didn't keep the right guys. He didn't, you know, let the right guys go. He, like, he, I mean, he, he
0: failed.
1: Yeah.
2: And the bottom line is everybody has basically said, no, all Derek Jeter does is make every. He's, he is the captain. He will make. If those scouts aren't good, he'll make them good. Yeah. If those players aren't good, he he will inspire them to be good by going out every night and getting drunk and having sex with a famous actress. That inspires people to be great. Yeah. Meanwhile, Paul, meanwhile, Paul O'Neill has you know blisters on his hands from the batting cage that look like Andy Ruther's groinal area, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Derek Jeter made me great. Oh, Derek Jeter made me great. <laughs> Jason Giambi is shooting into his neck something that looks like it's out of an Avengers film. <laughs> Derek Jeter made him great. Yeah, Jeets. Uh, 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 Roger Clemens is in a barn sharing steroids with horses and then putting his hand into a garbage can full of grain (laughs) for hours on a time. Derek Jeter inspired his greatness. Andy Pettit is eating pasta dishes, spaghetti, meatballs, and
0: HGH. Derek Jeter inspired his greatness. Hideki Matsui is training with samurais from across the globe.
2: They're like throwing coconuts at him and he is chopping them in half. And then he takes that to the baseball field. And Derek Jeter inspired his greatness because one time Derek Jeter couldn't stop running in time and ran face first into a fucking chair.
1: I would put, like, if you really, like, you know what we should do sometime? We should break down, like, the marketing, because I'm fascinated by the marketing and the spin of sports, right? And we've discussed the the Michael Jordan stuff and the brainwashing and the marketing. I mean, Jeter's up there, top five all time.
2: You know why he's up there? Because one baseball player does nothing for a team. Like, not like, like, unless we're talking about like prime Pedro or prime DeGrom or something like one guy's effect on a, and even those guys, they only pitch one every five days. One man's effect on a baseball team. proof, Proof, like, look at Barry Bonds. Look at Ted Williams. Look at Mike Trout. A combined zero rings.
1: And obviously, Jeter had a great career, but again, his defensive.
2: But it doesn't matter because people say, Rings, rings, rings. One guy means nothing to a baseball team. It's It's, it's, it's just a cog in the machine.
1: It's rings. It's the girls. It's the good looks. It's the charm. It's like he had it all. And just the spin.
2: The spin that he is somehow responsible for five rings.
1: I mean, you should go on Twitter right now. I mean, everybody is just it's so it's wild. Like he's stepping. It's like just the, the people are just. Just slurp like they're slurp. It's an excuse. Oh, Jeter's trending. Let's slurp Jeter. Let's let's talk about his career again. And then all these people saying, I know it's a joke. but would be like, oh, he should come back. He should come back. Come out of retirement.
2: But he's not going to get worse defensively. So, yeah, he should come out of retirement.
1: I I had to check in on somebody because we're talking about the Marlins. We don't really talk about the Marlins. I just put him into Twitter. Marlins, man. Who I guess had lost his Twitter account because this is definitely a new one,
2: and also called Jeter a virgin at one point. Did you know that Marlon's <laughs> no. man, Marlins man, and Jeter have beef? And Marlins man, who we who we know, we have a long and storied history with Marlins man, uh, is one of the world's biggest cheddar dicks. Literally said the uh, only made uh. the only criticism of Derek Jeter that you can't make. <laughs>
1: I would argue Marlon's man, yeah, he's like one of the biggest cheddar dicks in sports. I got to read his his bio, though. His bio is, is classic Marlon's man. His bio says, first responders, military, teachers, and healthcare workers are our real heroes. September 11th, first, make September 11th first responders day. Hashtag arrive strangers, depart followers. Hashtag pay it forward. Okay. He tweeted, oh, "Oh, I got the Mars man tweet. He tweeted, I am very sad Jeter is gone. Jeter wasn't Moses. Jeter Jeter didn't deliver from bondage the oppressed Marlins fan to the promised land. We wanted Jeter to succeed. A rookie slash virgin CEO with no education, training, nor experience was formula for failure. R.I.P. Jeter's Marlins. Yeah, definitely taking some digs there. Marlon's
2: man. I mean, Marlon's man, uh, at least he's right, though. Like that's that is actually, you know, let's give Marlon's man credit where credit's due. I mean, he's wearing an upside down visor, but I guess, you know, everybody gets it right once in a while. Derek Jeter didn't have any experience doing anything. Yeah. They should make Marlon's man the next CEO.
1: Maybe he'll actually attend Marlon's games then. Yeah. Although I haven't seen him. I haven't I, like I haven't he had se- a he had a beef with the Marlins or uh, like, uh. No, like, but I'm saying I haven't seen him at, you know, he would go to all the big sporting events.
2: Yeah. Well, he would go to all the big baseball games for sure. Right. Yeah. And, and I think he had some sort of MLB beef like they they like it was it's ridiculous. I don't remember what it was, but I think it was like something like can we get a rock They let other people wear Marlins visors or something like that. Like, stop people from stepping on my brand. And they're like, dude, what are you talking about? Shut shut up. I swear to God, his beef with baseball was like. Other people are Marlins fans.
1: That's the status of baseball right now. Yeah, like 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 baseball is so bad. Their beefs are with Marlins, man. A guy who wears a Marlins jersey and an upside down backwards visor. To world series and playoff games like that's where baseball you know like all the other sports can get a good beef or like a good drama with celebrities or whatever or somebody who's important like like that's major league baseball in a nutshell that's a microcosm of the sport right now
2: the the super bowl is in la and they're like here's leonardo dicaprio one of the owner's boxes baseball's on and people are like where's marlin's man And they're like, well, he's in a beef. So instead, sitting in his seats are the two stars of nine one one on Fox. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's
0: that's literally. I was, was wondering. I
2: was wondering where Angela Bassett had been. <laughs>
1: uh, well. See you later, Jeets. But uh here's the Bye thing. Jeets. Jeets. <laughs> By Jeets. Here's the thing, Derek Cheater. I, I got something that might help you out, Cheater, because I know he was making about $5 million a year. So if you want to continue making money, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot of memorabilia that you like to sell, Derek Cheater. Because Yankees fans are the number one, like, like he's the guy, right? He's the diehard Yankees guy who they just slurped. So I'm sure Yankees fans would love some of his memorabilia. I think you should ship it through ShipStation. I I just think this makes it easy for you, Jeets. ShipStation is already trusted by over 10, I'm sorry, not 10,000, 100,000 e-commerce. Wow, that's 10
2: times more than 10,000.
1: Yeah, 100,000 e-commerce sellers. It keeps track of orders from any sales channel, easily finding the best shipping carrier with deeply discounted rates. And you can automate just about any shipping task with just a few clips. Clicks. Come on, Andy. Uh Ship great. You know, I've used it. I've used it to ship koozies. I've used it to ship some merch. If you guys really want to upgrade your game as far as shipping, it'll help you save time, save money, save your sanity. Go use ShipStation. It can manage every order: Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website from anywhere, even your phone. So ship more. In less time with ShipStation, use our offer code Dirty to get a 60-day free trial. That's two free months of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the state, top of the page, and type in Dirty ShipStation. Make ship happen. Man, that was a struggle, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm fighting uh, the. You almost a- lost your ship there.
1: I- <laughs> Very funny of you, Joe. That's very <laughs> funny. All right, is there an update now? Looks like there's no updates. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'll keep I'll keep checking it out as far as anything going on in the news with with baseball. But uh, you know, it's 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 sad. It's it's because here's the thing, man. For a guy like me who goes to a lot of games and they are cheap here, I will say it it's like a fun thing to do. Bro, you know, it's, I, it's,
2: I literally, I literally like uh, that's what baseball is doesn't understand. Is like there are people out there like me who I plan my goddamn actual career around going to cities when my baseball team is in town. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's, it's like, and they're like, mm, fuck off.
1: Well, well, he, well, here's what they don't realize it's, it's like, uh, so I hung out with, uh, you remember game theory picks our friends yeah. at game theory picks. Yeah. So Blake from game theory picks who, you know, who started the company, dude, he moved to Cincinnati. I don't, what are the odds? So I hung out with him. Rip Blake. <laughs> yeah. So he was right down the street from Venice for us. And, uh, he's in downtown Cincinnati. Now he, he, he now works and I, and I don't think we'll carry me saying this. He he's in the sports memorabilia world and he works full time in that world. And he's got, he's got his own business and he also works for somebody, uh, but that's what he was saying. And, he, you know, he just moved to downtown last month. And he was like, look, man, I can walk to the Red Stadium. You know, it, it looks like a cool stadium. It, he, same thing. He's like, dude, I was going to go to a bunch of games. My girlfriend's moving here. Like, there's a whole there's a whole thing. Like, and now there's just no. No. But like, and,
2: and, and, and like even that, like even like I was talking about, it's like I can't even make like there are people who want to plan to go see, you know, I want to come to the when the Mets play the Reds in Cincinnati, yeah. come come, hang out with my co-host. Sure. Uh, it's supposed to be like July 4th weekend or right around there. But will it be then? Are they even playing the Reds on the road this year? Is there a season? Dude, baseball, if the Mets weren't supposed to be good, like if the Mets were where my Giants are right now and baseball was on strike, they might lose me forever.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's just. Uh, I mean, if watching I mean,
2: Jacob DeGrom pitch wasn't my heroine. I would be. I would not be a baseball fan. I would not be a major league baseball
1: fan anymore. The Mets, the Mets. I'm just. I'm looking. The Mets are supposed to be in Cincinnati. Wow, July fourth, fifth, and sixth. So holiday. And 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 that was the thing I had already discussed with my friends as well. The the Reds are playing. The NL East, so we had already talked. Like I haven't been to a lot of stadiums, just like you're saying. We're like, oh, that'd be a fun little road trip. You know, catch the Reds in New York or Boston. You know, catch some of those stadiums I've never been to. But that's what baseball doesn't realize. Like you, you, you got to hold on to like the guys like us who we're going to go see games. I'm going to plan trips. Oh, I'm going to go to Milwaukee. I'll go to Lake Michigan for a day or two. Then I'll catch a Reds game, or I'll go to Chicago or whatever it is. I'll visit my friends in St. Louis. That's what they don't realize. Like I can plan trips with a ball game in between.
2: They don't care.
1: Well, it's their loss because that's just how, like you said, that's how they lose people. You know, at the end of the day, you're, you're not going to retain fans that way. And and that's, that's on them. Speaking of fans, Joe Prano, I got to bring this up. Okay. The fans in your current city, my former city, were booing the hometown Lakers last night at the beatdown that they took from the Pelicans booing. And I guess there was a little jawing back and forth with LeBron and Westbrook with some of the hometown fans. It's 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 to that level. Now the Lakers have lost 14 of 20. They were awful yesterday. I also watched the Friday game with the Clippers that went back and forth that they lost, you know, a Clippers team without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard, you know, a Pelicans team that rolls into town without Zion Williamson. Like they're losing to teams I would argue you should beat. Yeah. But
2: the whole team is built around LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the aging LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They don't have Anthony Davis. The Carmelo, Russell Westbrook moves were egregiously stupid when they were made. Um, and then you've got young guys. It's like, they're, I mean, they should be like, what does that even mean at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. And also here, my only problem with it, I, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with fans booing teams, but do you want a title two years ago?
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, but the Lakers fans, they're going to set the bar high. They want to win. I, I just think I don't think nobody saw how bad this season was going to play out.
2: I just think they didn't get their free tacos.
1: Yeah, I I do think I will say I do think LeBron does try to have it both ways as far as like, dude, you you want the Molo, the mellows and the in the Westbrook's, and then oh. you play and then you play dumb when asked, and you say oh, I'm not the GM. Like, dude, you can't do that, right? But like like he so. So when asked, this is what he said recently. I don't press any buttons. That's what our front office is for. It's like, you know, come on, LeBron. Like, like I, I don't think that's fair.
2: I mean, obviously, he doesn't make the call, but, like, they give him a say, and he's always had a say in the last however many years. And we've seen it. We've seen LeBron. Like, if there is a flaw in LeBron's legacy, it's that LeBron says instead of saying to his gm i need a three and d wing he says i want mellow yeah and mellow's goddamn trash sure
1: so obviously they they gotta blow up this situation as well next year i don't think they'll make the playoffs well certainly not looking good no
2: I mean, the Lakers are, it it, it still is a LeBron, Anthony Davis. Like if that's the whole thing. So, you know, if you make the playoffs, which isn't looking likely right now, but if they do, like, I still don't, I still don't count them out.
0: Oh, come on. if
2: If both I'm saying in any given series, if both those guys are healthy, Like, I don't count. I'm not just like, there's no chance this Lakers team beats whoever they get matched up against. It's like, because there is a chance both those guys could go off from a talent standpoint, but they first they have to make the playoffs. And then, of course, Anthony Davis would have to come back and be healthy. And then, of course, LeBron James would have to be healthy slash not tired enough from getting them into the playoffs without Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah. I assume you don't see too many Lakers flags on people's cars right now. No, not a lot of Lakers
2: flags flying these days. No. It's almost like they're fair weather fans out here.
1: I'd say 18 months ago, there was probably a fair amount. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember 18 months ago. I was still there. Yeah, when they won that title, which is crazy to think. It was only 18 months ago. Yeah. There were some fun games, though, on, man, this week that I watched. I, you know that, that I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Andy,
2: you, you had to, you had to pick up the slack while I was in San Luis Obispo. You're like, I got, I got this. Watch I, a what, bunch of NBA well, games. I,
1: I like the Sixers, man. I, I've watched them a couple times now. I think they're made yeah. a tough out. Now, now it's funny that the Nets won, the Nets beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. And I feel like I was watching the pregame show before yesterday's games and I felt like it was an overreaction. They're all saying, oh, dude, with a healthy Kevin Durant, I think they're the team to beat still. People are saying that, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a, a lot at play with uh, a Nets team, including Kyrie, not Kyrie. You know, Ben Simmons is missing games now with a back issue. So, like... the the, simply saying a healthy Kevin Durant and whoever to me, isn't the favorite to win the NBA
1: championship. Or, or I think, you know, these guys were saying, make it out of the East. Yeah. Yeah. West, the West is obviously pretty top heavy. Yeah. You have a lot of good teams, but yeah, it's, it, it, I think, you know, I think it's shaping up kind of like last year. I mean, last year was really interesting, right? Like, and I thought it played out for, for a fun playoffs. And I think we're going to be headed towards that again this year, where very much like the NFL, where there's a lot of parody and there's a lot of good players and a lot of good teams and anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. One of those guys I saw talking about that yesterday was, uh, was y- your boy, Stephen A. Smith. He, he was, he was talking about,
2: uh, anything is possible.
1: No, he's talking about Brooklyn, you know, being a favorite if, if the healthy Kevin Durant. But I saw him going off today, and it, 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 it made me chuckle a little. Um, Stephen A. was going off about Hugh Jackson, who is now the head football coach at Historically Black College Grambling State. Hugh Jackson has hired former Baylor head coach Art Bryles, who as a reminder was fired in 2016 because of a campus-wide sexual assault allegations where it was sexual assault and rape and all these awful things was running rampant under his watch while he elevated the program and they became really good. He just turned a blind eye. So Hugh Jackson, as we know the famous Browns head coach who I believe won two games has hired Bryles as the offensive coordinator not a good look. No,
2: not a good look. And, and and here's the thing. I'm not I'm not necessarily sitting here being like, you know, our Bryles should be, you know, banished elect- forever. electrocuted yeah. like but at the same time it's like why like it just seems like a dumb decision. It just seems like you don't need to do this.
1: Yeah. So a you're, lot of,
2: you're, you're a famously inept football
1: coach. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like you got a history of it. Yeah. So people are coming out against it, including uh Super Bowl MVP and, and former Grambling state player, Doug Williams. This is what Stephen A. Stephen A. Was going crazy. This is what Stephen A. Had to say on, uh, I don't know, one of those stupid ESPN programs. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't watch them, but, but this one, this one, I was like, man, I, hot, I was
2: hot take.
1: Yeah. This is what Stephen A had. First to say.
2: first trash. Something like that.
1: Yeah. You're not hearing it? I'm not hearing it. Let me see if I did something wrong. Let me try. Uh I, I had messed with I messed with something before the show.
2: I don't know if anybody else was hearing it.
1: Let's try it. let's try this. You hear it now? Nope. Damn it. Okay. What was um, the,
2: what was the gist of what Stephen A. Smith
1: was? saying? Uh, he was worked up. He was worked. Yeah. I mean, he, he just was going off about he, like he wanted to talk to Hugh Jackson himself. Like he was saying, like, call me, text me. Like, like he was like, we got to set this straight. Like you can't be hiring our trials. And like, oh, I think,
2: is- uh, oh, here, I think I see what, I think I see what went wrong
1: hugh jackson
0: what are you doing hugh listen to me hugh listen to me you get you a cell phone get you a cricket wireless get you a beeper get you a pager get you one of them old uh, next walkie talkies and get me on the horn because this is ridiculous you bringing in our prials? What's the matter? The girl, Urban Meyer, whose butthole got a fingered, was not available to be a head coach, on assistant coach on your staff? I mean, what is you doing? This is what, I mean, I know it's a historically black college. Why you got to make a, why you got to make a scene for us? This is ridiculous. You couldn't go out there and find, you know, like, Bill Parcells' nephew or something? We had to go with the, the guy in charge of the rape scandal? I mean, this is Hugh. Use a smoke machine. You send, send out a, a carrier pigeon. But get in touch with
1: me. You know what? I, I think, actually, let me, let me try this. Let me see if this works now. I think I might have had something wrong. Let me, let me see. Can you hear this? Can you not hear it still? Come no. On. Let, me, let, let, let me. God damn it. Let me, let me, let me try one more time. I mean, Stephen A. just Stephen A. is on hold. We're, we're, we're going to have him on hold. I don't, I don't know what's going on. OK. Let's try. Let's try this. Please tell me you can hear it.
3: This is not about Hugh Jackson as a coach. This is not about.
1: Can you hear it? Yes, you can. can. I can. Okay. All right. So, so let's, we're going to have Stephen at Hall This way you, this way you can get the full gist.
3: Hugh Jackson is a human being. This is not bringing into question anything he said about Haslam with the Browns or anybody else. This is specifically regarding Art Bryles. And yes, I will call Hugh Jackson because guess what? I find this decision to be egregious (laughs) period. It's a better decision you could have made for offensive coordinator for Grambling State. Than this one, Doug Williams says it. Most people and me, Keyshawn was talking about it this morning. Most people are going to say that. That's how we feel. This is about the hire. Let's not conflate things. Let's not confuse the issues. Let's not try to be evasive. You hired a man that oversaw a program rife with sexual assault perpetrators. The law has stated that we've got people who are in prison because of it. As a result, nobody touched this man for six years for a reason. And if he's going to land someplace, it shouldn't be at an historically black college and universities where you had a lot of the players at Baylor, if not all of them, who were being accused of it, who happened to be black. Clearly, him being a leader of young black men is highly questionable. That's who you hired. Hugh Jackson, there's no way around that. So whether it's you or somebody else that are texting me with your stuff, I will happily call you. Hell, if you want me to, I'll fly down and visit you and say it to your damn face. It's a ridiculous hire. Yeah.
1: That's. Okay, well, uh, there you have it.
2: Well, Stephen A. is apparently here because he feels, Feels like he didn't get it out enough okay. on Hot Smash or whatever that show is called. Yeah, yeah. So let's get Stephen.
0: I told you all that this decision was egregious, <laughs> atrocious, deplorable, flagrant, glaring, heinous, intolerable, nefarious, scandalous, and shocking. This is the most egregious decision of all time. You're just going to be Hugh Jackson, Mr. I ain't ever won no games, never. And then you're going to have Mr. Coach Rapey face? You're just going to have young black men at a historically black college being like, yo, Coach Rape, what drills we running in today it is it's scandalous. It's heinous. And I won't stand for it. I've bought a one-way ticket. To Grambling International Airport, I expected to be greeted by Hugh Jackson at the airport with a sign that says Stephen A. Smith of Hot Smash. (laughs) Welcome to Grambling University. Let's talk about it. Now, I don't know what he's expecting to happen in that conversation other than for me to say, you need to fire Coach Ray. But I'm willing to do it. Thank you for your time and energy, Andy Ruther and Joe Prano.
1: By the way, I absolutely love the name of that show. Hot smash. <laughs> I, I do love it. Stephen A. So he was going to fly down there personally. And you're like, what's the end game? I was going to look him in the eye and say, you should have hired this guy. And he was going to look at me and say, well, he's been hired and I'm keeping him. <laughs> Get back on your flight and head back to New York to do hot smash. <laughs> I would love to see Stephen A on these shows and I'd love to see Stephen A like I think Stephen A just is like a quiet dude like like again, I always wonder on these shows like on a scale of zero to 100 percent, like what percent is theater and acting? I think it's pretty high. Yeah.
2: Do you think do you think Stephen A Smith is doing this like while he's out to dinner at night or do you the, think he's like out yeah, with his wife? He's like, actually, everything is great tonight. He's you know what? it?
1: Yeah, you know what? it is. Chicken
2: piccata is delicious. It's
1: it's Dave Chappelle. There? <laughs> yeah. Dave Chappelle is Little John. Yeah, remember when he would <laughs> when he would suddenly get quiet in the Dave Chappelle Little John sketches? It, that's literally what I think it is. It's he just, and the best part is like he's wearing like a historically black college university jacket, and the like the I mean the whole thing is like a setup. He's
2: he's wearing just a jacket with the entire Western Conference on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a Tweety Bird he's, he's, a, he's, devil.
2: He's, a, he's wearing he's wearing a black uh, varsity style jacket and on one of the leather sleeves it's just all the teams in the NBA's Western <laughs> Conference including the Western Conference patch and on the right sleeve it's all the different Looney Tunes characters <laughs> You're like what is this
1: jacket he said he would fly down there he said he was going to call him. He's going to text him. And, and, and you made the best point. Like Hugh Jackson's decision making. Are we surprised? But like like you said, I, I'm not for it. This doesn't this doesn't. uh Like reprieve our brows from all the awful shit that he allowed to happen. But it's also right. like it's also like, OK, well.
2: Also, I mean, flying under the radar here also, maybe maybe this was his plan
1: he's been been working at a high school the last like five or six years
2: right but i'm saying flying under the radar maybe the Bryles uh hires getting all the attention hugh jackson also hired uh tim tebow to be the quarterback's coach so that's that
1: that's interesting it's an interesting Interesting. move Yeah. yeah yeah not uh not good publicity well good luck down there uh hugh jackson has a great track record of winning i believe two or three games Let's get to a quick call, and we'll keep this a little shorter today. 310-359-8365. We had talked about Ken Griffey Jr. last episode, which mm-hmm. sp- spurred another call about him. Okay, wow. Junior, junior getting some love.
2: Hey,
0: fellas. Uh,
1: this is Clayton, your uh, number one Northern Idaho dirtball. Uh, I heard you guys talking about Ken Griffey Jr. a little bit, and I just want to do – I guess I have two questions, uh, or maybe they're more statements – Um, so he kind of was the shit for a while, right? And then by all accounts, he, you know, he was just a freak athlete. He never wanted to work out. So do you think he could have been, uh, you know, more like an A-Rod type of player or a boo-holes if he had, uh, been more committed to working out and things like that? And then also he never did steroids. So if he had done steroids and worked out, um, just kind of imagine the player he could have been. So I'm curious on your thoughts on that. Uh, condoms are for Greg Jennings, who is only relevant because he goes on to Fox Sports and Flanders, Aaron Rodgers uh, feast. Shots fired. So I well, actually,
2: to, I have to re- be to be fair, before we get to Griffey, Greg Jennings is also relevant for putting the team on his back, though.
1: What what a great
2: what a great fucking video. I, I mean, I, he I, broke his fucking leg. <laughs>
1: what a great clip.
2: I mean, he I, met right at the goal line, dude. He met Darren Sharper, one of the
0: most hardest hit safeties in the league.
1: That'll never get old. Greg Jennings. I have a firsthand account. Fuck of you, Gumby. <laughs> you're, you're okay. You, do you want me to play it? <laughs> do, do, do you want me to play it? You want me to play it?
2: It's the best. It's one of my favorite videos of all time. I mean I mean
1: we we have uh we've definitely played it before. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's play it again. Let's play it again.
2: Fuck you, gummy.
4: One of the hardest niggas in Madden. I have one of the most <laughs> best offense in Madden history. Look at this shit. Look at that nigga. <laughs> Greg Genius caught that shit. It's right. Let's play the game. But dog, earlier though. <laughs> The nigga broke his fucking leg. How is he running with a broken leg? Look at this nigga holding this shit, though. Dog, he put the team on his back. Dog, let's go inside the mind of a Greg Jennings. Dog, I gotta do this shit. I put the team on my fucking back, though. My he's speaking as Greg Jennings. I'm running right now, though. I'll do this shit for Madden. Oh shit, Darren Sharper. One of the most hardest hitting safeties in the league, but I put the team on my back, dude. Fuck it. You can't stop me. Cross the plane. Touchdown. Greg Jamies. 49 20, man. Fuck with me. Fuck you, Gumby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that has with 17 million views on youtube it should have more so good so good so i actually have a first hand account of of Griffey on on that stuff I, i have a source um the 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 guy who used to do the weight training and athletic training at my high school like moved through the ranks of major league baseball pretty quickly um like he started he was young he started my high school then he wore then he like was on the indians at the time then whereas anyway he became the reds head trainer and I actually ran into him a few times out. And, and that, that was his knock on Junior when the injury started. He said, this guy doesn't work out. And, 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 he, and he didn't give the full blame on the injuries, but he's on the working out. But he goes, Junior has so much talent, as we all know, but he's not the offseason guy. He's not the weight room, the stretching. The, and, you know, that, that's what I was told firsthand within the Reds organization.
2: Well, you know, Junior obviously like incredible natural talent, incredible swing. So, uh, like, such a lean guy. I mean, he was so like he floated in the outfield, and you know, I think that there's some aspects of early um, Ken Griffey Jr. that probably like didn't require it, or m- maybe in some way could have hindered him, but I mean you know, when you, when you smash your wrist on the wall, making like the world's greatest catch, it's like, that's, there's nothing, you know, stretch that's not stretching. not going to help that, but a bad back, you got a bad back, dude. Well, yeah. Maybe at some point in your career, multiple you that. leg. you know, like, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I have heard that as well. And for you to confirm that, and obviously, you know, steroid like let's i, I kind of want to just like leave the steroids thing out of it because the the thing with steroids is you still got to do the work it just helps you recover it helps you do the workout it helps you do all this stuff but like the performance enhancing drugs you still got to do the work it, I, it sounds like kangaroo jr didn't take anything because he didn't want to do the work anyway <laughs> so let's just leave the steroids factor out of it and I, you know we, we love to play the game. What would have been, and he is definitely on starting all time athlete. What would have been team? But like, I think, you know, with this kind of confirmation, maybe that question is what, what would have been if he
1: did care more. And, and look, let's not forget guys. He's seventh all time at home runs. He has 630 home runs, right? Like, like, the only people ahead of him are Bonds, Hank Aaron, Baby Ruth, A-Rod, Pujols, and Willie Mays. Like It's not like he didn't finish. I mean, he finished with 630 home runs. But, I
2: mean, right, the that's why it's the what would have been.
1: What do he, you been well, He would have been the all-time leader? Well, he was on. I, I know he he was way ahead of the pace at 100, 200, 300, 400, even like 450. Like, he was ahead of the all-time yeah. pace. Um. No, you're right. It, it, he definitely is, I would say, like numero uno on the what would have been. Like when I think of what would have been, it's him and like Bo Jackson. Yeah. On, on what they could have possibly accomplished. By the way, Northern Idaho Dirt Ball with the call. Love to hear it. Yeah. 310 359 8365. That's a hotline. Drop us a call, comment, question. Would love to hear from any Kirk Cousins fans. I have a feeling we won't get any pro Kirk Cousins calls, though. I have a feeling that, I, I, for my viewpoint, it's a lot on Twitter or comments. I don't think people are going to willingly put their voice on that call. That's a statement. I, I mean, just... we ha-
2: we've had we've had them in the past, but
1: okay. You
2: know, I mean, yeah. we've had them we've had him in the past, but maybe you know everybody's come around. Sure. You know? Um, I mean, you're friend Matt Pedodia, he's probably not on the train anymore since having to pay me for them missing the playoffs last year. So like,
1: no, you guys had a bet, huh?
2: Yeah. I think it was t- two seasons ago. Uh, I think it was after, Oh, it was after the playoff win season. He bet me, um, I think it was a hundred bucks that they would appear in the NFC championship game. And I said, I will, Pay you $100 if they appear in the NFC Championship game. Only if you agree to give me $200 if they don't even make the playoffs. Wow. Money in the
0: bank. Fuck Gumby. Fuck you, Gumby. Fuck you,
2: Grandpa. (laughs) But I love Padotes. He comes out to shows still. Uh, he, He loves to come out when I'm at shows in Escondido where I'll be on friday of this week good plug the grand comedy club doing a little opening set i believe dean del rey may be headlining but i'm gonna go down there and see our friend pizza staro and uh do do a spot at grand comedy club while i'm there noise other uh shows got shows around southern california got a show in Culver City I believe on Saturday and you guys could just go to JoePaino.com and look at all the other shows we've got coming up which will just be lo- pretty much local until Colorado in April which will be Steamboat uh, Vale, and Denver so you can follow me on all social media at Joe except for Twitter where I'm still fixing Kirk
1: Cousins Defenders lives <laughs> you can follow us at the Dirty Sports on all social media and I'm an Andy Ruther on social media when I, when I peruse the media, uh, koozies. If you leave a podcast review, ha- had a funny exchange with the dirt ball recently. He, he left a Spotify review, sent me a screenshot and it was, it was, it was classic dirt ball. I'm not going to say your name. You know who you are. Actually, you know what? I am going to say his name because it's funny. It was, uh, the other Tyler fake Tyler from Arizona, <laughs> want some koozies he left a very nice message to me and then he left his address and i just wrote back thanks for support tyler i'll need your full name and also a full address i still need the city state and zip code (laughs) so he gave me the street address with his apartment number didn't give me the city state or zip code
2: um also you i guess you'll just have to google what a zip code is yeah
1: If I said to you, Joe, what percentage of dirt balls twenty-five should we say twenty-five and under or twenty-two and under? No, there's zip code. Twenty-two and under. No, there's. I
2: still, I still got to think it's high, but like I still got to think it's like ninety percent. But 10 10 percent is an egregious number tonight. (laughs) I knew my zip code (laughs) when I was five.
1: I will say Mata, speaking of not knowing zip codes, Mata posted something funny on the Reddit of a great Ruther curse callback of A.J. Green. A thing that he had made where I was like, oh, dude, A.J. Green's become the first receiver in NFL history to have, I think it was six or seven straight seasons of a thousand yards. Nobody had ever done that. And then he shredded his knee. With has, like, not play, has not played since that day. Yeah. He's shredded his knee with like 17 yards to go in that season to get a thousand yards and you're on it. And the best part about it, which I listened to it like, cause he, he plays me saying on the show and then he plays the call from the game. The best part is who does the call for the game. Tom Brenneman was working for Fox to call the game. So, <laughs> Like, it's pretty funny. It's uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's like 40 seconds. I'll just play it real quick. This was the uh this was the Ruther curse. This is an old Beverly Dylan Mata made it. Hey, Green. I gotta give him credit, man. This week he's gonna barring injury. Barring injury. Barring injury. Barring injury. Beverly Mata made it. AJ Green and don't oh, look now,
0: but Green is down on the field and has not gotten back up. Jay Green is having to leave on a golf cart. It's lit.
2: (laughs) Drive deep into his left knee by
0: Castellanos.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable. All right, guys, it's been fun. That is the show. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Thursday. And as always, stay dirty.